Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oltman. And we, we have a guest in the studio, Max. Yep. I'm pretty excited about this, actually. We do, so won't, won't, we, won't we bring him on? You want to bring you on? I can't believe they, they cut you Josh off. Reed. Literally cut you off. <laughs> it's sneaky, right? They, they want to raise the suspense. It's all about the suspense, isn't it? That's that's kind of what's happening in this world right now is everybody's on the edge. Everybody's in this state of suspense waiting to see what's going to happen next, huh? Well, I think we actually lack courage. We're, we're in that place right now. We're just a bunch of cowards. And, and, I, and I always say that because there's a lot of people that are causing distractions everywhere. And I decided this morning, by the way, Max, that I was going to bail out of the causing controversy. Um with uh, Patrick Byrne, I was like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> I listened to that. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised. Did you listen to everything he said? No, I didn't. Oh, uh, you should listen to it. Should before I? Before you bow out. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone, everyone's doing the right. So we already know. We already know that Patrick Byrne is has worked with the CIA and the FBI. We already know that he's taken orders from them. We're, we, there's a lot of things we know about him. The the unfortunate well, well, part is. What? But before you go all in, before you go head first at it, just I I I'd watch it. See someone who has a uh, find someone who has what what's that thing that he uses the, the paywall? Yes, mm. find someone who has a locals account. Yeah, and uh, and watch it, and then decide how you want to go. Well, I, I may just do a a, a um, thing where I just play a little bit of his video and be like, let me respond to it. Play a little bit of his video and then respond to it. Yeah, I can do that. As long as, as long as we do Jovan first, I really want to do Jovan. I, I have I have it out for Jovan. Uh oh. I mean it. I and and it's not. It, Josh is like oh sh. No, it's cool. Not, this is you know. Listen, there, there's uh, a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff happening in the world. There's a lot yeah. of people putting information out there. Um, you know, I, I founded the Red Pill Project. What we do based upon inter- information censorship. We're in a battle of psychological warfare right now. And yeah. there's people in the truth movement and our movements right now that are propagating BS. Yeah, oh, I, I agree with that 100%. And, and they you know, need to be called out. And, and you don't even know if they're working together. That's, that's the bad right. part. They could be yelling at each other and you don't know if they're working together because they just want to destroy everything else. And anyone that gets outside of that, Patrick Byrne, <laughs> anybody that gets outside of that, see, I'm going to poke at him. This is not me disagreeing with him, by the way. This is me poking at him, right? So I'm going to poke at Patrick Byrne for a minute, all right? He is eccentric. I get that. Yes, please. I just one for me, please. Um, he's eccentric. I have nothing against him. He, he's he's 150,000% a, uh, you know, he's a different bird. The problem that I have is that he won't answer the question. He's not going to answer the question now. And that question is, why did you ask for a pardon on January 6th, right after what happened in D.C.? Why did you walk in and ask for a pardon? I want to know. And I want to know if that influence, because you were under investigation, 
and that was that was known that you were under investigation. Where's that investigation? Thank you, sir. It's your. Oh, that's yeah, yours. I'll take you don't yeah, get absolutely. that. There you go. Here. Um, if you're under investigation, did you involve getting yourself involved in the election fraud deal? Did that? Did was that something you did as a result of needing a pardon? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to be the one to, to say one way or another. I'm not going to call you out other than to say that I have questions. I'm going to continue to have questions. And you don't like the fact that I have questions? Sorry. I have questions. And, fr and frankly, sorry, Mr. Producer, I'm sick of the shit. I'm sick of it. We talk about, Josh, we talk about election fraud every day, all day. Max, mm -hmm. you get tired of it because I'll interrupt something that has nothing I, to do with I it. Do. I do. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's important. It's an important issue, right? And and yeah. as you say, more and more people believe that the election was stolen. They don't believe the they know. Who, yeah. yeah. The you can't trust polls who, these days. Who, Come on. Yeah. I, I, I think we know from the sentiment is people know and they're expecting it in 2022. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're expecting the fraud. And, and what are we going to do? We're going to do the same thing all over again? It is a – it is textbook what they did, textbook what they did in Venezuela. And by the way, we, they have the same problems in Mongolia. Oh, that's right. Those were Dominion voting systems as well. And the stuff that we're actually hearing out of multiple states and how they built this IT network across the nation or across the globe, it, it, you know, you can't hide it for long. You can't hide it for long. But, but here's the problem I have with Patrick is that he deflects. Oh, I'm talking for peaceful, 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 peaceful. Well, well look, I'm peaceful too, yeah. Josh. I'm peaceful. I'm peaceful. Max? I, so I've never... I've never gotten in trouble for, for being unpeaceful, for being violent. <laughs> I've gotten fights. <laughs> I've won all of them. I've never swung the first punch. And everybody wants to go, oh, Joe, you, you want to go to violence. No, I want to save our country. Ah, novel. And, yeah, I, and, and I, know, I recognize that there, you're, you're going to have to make hard decisions. And for some guy that has Mal hanging up on his wall, I'm just going to say it right now. General Flynn, run for the hills. Just run. Run. Run away from him. I know the guy's got money. There's a ton of other people that have more character than he does that you can go run to. And, and, and I know I'm going to get attacked by Clay. I'm going to get attacked by everybody else. I don't care. I could care less. At the end of the day, I want to know. And I was quiet about it. I went through the, the door, and I, I talked to other people, and I just asked them, can you ask Patrick why he asked for a pardon on January 6th? The, the world is going crazy on January 6th. Why is the most important thing in the room himself. But I care about the American people. Oh, I care about it. Mr. Producer, you were there. Mr. Producer, Mr. Producer. You were there. Were you not there? Oh, yeah, I witnessed it. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. And, and what did we say when we left there? It's, it's, a, it's the thirst for power and authority, power and money is unbelievable. We walked out of there and we said, there, okay, great. So there is no plan. Uh, if this is the plan, then God help us. Okay. Tell, tell them what happened on the 7th when, we, when you left the room to go downstairs and come back up. So there's a bunch of stuff that I haven't, I've never told about being the January deal. Never. I've never, told any, I've never told anybody. Have I? No. What was underneath the bed? Oh, there was a microphone. I went down to check out this van that was sitting out there. People started taking pictures of me when I went out in the morning. I come yeah. back upsta upstairs, and then there, there's a microphone under the bed in the hotel room. What, and, and so just so everybody knows what I did, I, I, I took – I went in the bathroom. You, did, you never heard this either. This is first <laughs> yeah, for you. This was ridiculous. This, it, look, if I'm lying, I'm dying. I, he comes back in the room and he goes, "Hey, Joe," and I was like, "Shh, shh, shh. 
I can tell the story now because I know they know. They know. They're like, why did they go quiet all of a sudden? Well, so I go up and I'm about to be like, hey, Joe, we got to leave. And before I get anything else out, he goes, <laughs> he's like, no. Where did I go? Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Bring me a piece of paper real quick. No, I can't. No, it's okay. We're just going to do it this way. I was going to play a little bit of like charades and be like, I, I turned on the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did that, that morning. So, so Josh, yeah. we do have a little bit of fun on Fridays, but I turned on the water, went in the bathroom, turned on the water, all the water, all the faucets, everything else. And I was like, this is my product. Do you expect anything less? No. Exactly. No. I, I, I worked in Washington, D.C. for three years. Oh, um, sorry. It was a shithole, quite literally. And, you know, when we, we start looking at that place, it's exactly, it's the heart of power and greed in this country. It's the epitome of swamp, what Donald Trump actually called it. Yeah. And, you know, that's the sad thing is he went in there for four years and I don't think his intention was ever to drain the swamp. He was to bring the attention to the swamp so the people could rise up afterwards and drain it because that's truly what needs to happen. You were just talking how, you know, a lot of people out here are cowards. That's exactly truth right there is people need to stop thinking that there's some grand plan that's being orchestrated behind the scenes to save this country, to save this world. We are the plan. That slowed us down. That slowed us down. That, That whole thing was a psyop to slow us down. It's to slow us down. And they hate me. It's a coordinated effort everywhere. I mean, they, they, they attack my family. They attack. I got to tell you something, Josh. There's this guy running around that's a Canadian guy that happens to be connected to the same Patrick freaking Byrne that, that literally is running around. And by the way, guys, listen, listen to me. I'm not upset at Patrick. I'm not even shooting at him. I want questions answered. Max, is it okay if I just ask the questions? Is that okay if you ask those questions? Or is it not okay? Listen, I mean... It's one thing to go up against Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Yeah, I mean, just just make sure you make sure he, the guy was the former CEO of Overstock. Just make sure you when when you're when you're gonna throw a punch, make sure you you want that fight. That's all I'm saying. I don't mind the fight. I mean, what, what else? What, 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 it's not a fight. I'm not throwing a punch. I'm not saying. I got a question. Jo- I want Jovan Pulitzer wrote wrote sternly worded letters, and at the end of the day, he didn't actually have any lawyers, right? But I have I'm lawyers. Saying, no, no, no. It's, it's just it's just different. Uh, it's not it's different. different. So just, it's not different. Well, what about I, I went I, up I against Dominion Voting System, Max. Watch the video. I went up watch against the Dominion Voting System, Max. No. I know, but I, I'd say watch the video. Well, how about Patrick's speech in Dallas at the Clay Clark event yeah. where he blamed the whole deep state on just John Brennan? I don't know if people caught is that. that. Where he, is that where he said, I'm going to get arrested if I say this? this? That's exactly what he was talking about. And he yeah, said the whole deep them. state, it was all orchestrated. John Brennan. I don't know about that. I, I, I have my reservations about that. I think John Brennan is not a good guy. I think he's a puppet in a larger scale operation that's happening on a global scale, not just here in the United States. I think that he's, he was pulling his fin- he was pulling the uh, pulling the strings on a lot of things. All those people, all those Obamaites. I mean, they're not gone just because they're not no. holding the positions doesn't mean they've gone anywhere. I think Brennan, Clapper, those kind of people were still heavily, heavily involved with the deep state. Um, I call them I call them all perjurers because they're all they've all perjured themselves under oath at one point or another. Um, I just don't know whether you can chalk it all up to Brennan. Right. Because before Brennan, the deep state still existed. Right. Right. Yeah. This thing has existed. 
I mean, you go all to J. Edgar Hoover, probably before that. I mean, he cre- he created it. He's the guy who who literally took the FBI and made it his own <laughs> his own personal uh, security agency, right? Um, it probably goes back even before that. Brennan's just a cog. Exactly. And, you know, we can go all the way to the highest. We can go Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. We can go Xi Jinping of the Chinese Communist Party, right? They're all cogs in this wheel of this global agenda that is unfolding. And see, the last the last thing that they have to do is take down American sovereignty. They have to take down the United States of America. They have to bring America to her knees. And I'll tell you, and Joe was just saying this, they've done a very good job of it. They've done a very good job at dividing us and infiltrating every single movement that we do, whether it's left or right, it doesn't matter. They infiltrate and they divide because that's what they do. And they're very, very good at it. They've been doing it for probably hundreds of years. And right now, we're at this cusp. We're at this, this almost at this precipice, I think, here in the United States where we need to do something. We need to rise up. We need to have acts of nonviolent civil disobedience just like Canada is doing right now, but with higher demands. And we need to do it nationally. We need to do it in every capital city, in every state. And we need to do it before the midterms. Because if we don't, we're going to get burned again. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Xi Jinping in China. I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Olympics obviously going on right now. I don't mm-hmm. know. Did the opening ceremonies happen yet? I know some of the other events have, have started, like hockey. I don't know. I don't even know if the opening ceremonies They, they did. And it started with uh, Xi Jinping choosing a Uyghur to actually light the flame, to kind of throw it into the did, face did really? of all the Western media of the genocide. Is that, yeah, is that airing tonight? Here, so, yeah. so here, here's the problem that I have. Usually, if somebody's pointing their finger at them, and we talked about this when we had Seth on the show. Usually, when you have somebody pointing the finger at them, right? It's like the Uyghur people, the right? The, if, when you usually point the finger at them, there's nothing to see. Mm-hmm. And it's usually someone oh. else. And by the way, the United so States is, is yeah. king is king at genocide, by the way. They've done it all over the world. That's right. So, I mean, the government here is, is we, we, yeah. So they I'm did. Gonna, they found the one Uyghur that isn't in a camp, and they let him carry the torch. Um, yeah, no, just I guess that's going live tonight. But he, actually, before the events, there was another event that kicked off in China. Do you know what it was? Uyghur, it's not Uyghur. It was the anal swabs. They it's brought Uyghur. the anal swabs back for the athletes and for the delegations. So they've only brought the anal swabs as an alternative swabs. to swabbing your nose for COVID. They brought the anal swabs back twice. Once when they had to swab U.S. delegates. Uh, diplomats, and then they brought it back for the Olympics. I kid you not. Like, there's no reason for this. This is just to try and just to try and emasculate people, right? And Nancy Pelosi's out there telling American athletes not to criticize China while they are literally arriving at the Olympic Village, getting their anus swabbed, and Nancy Pelosi's whispering in their ear, "Don't criticize them. Just take it." Well, and you should go listen I mean, to NBC that's, that's, as they're they're commenting back to back. Yeah, you should listen to NBC as they're having the commentary of what's going on as well. Is they all they look at everything from a point of speculation from when in fact we know that there's genocide happening in China. But China as well knows that there's genocide happening globally. There's genocide been perpetuated by the United States, as Joe just said. You know, uh, confessions of an economic hitman, how we took out Central and South America, politically organized for power and control to control the human trafficking and the drug trade. 
People should go back and research that because it's something that's long forgotten, but it's very, very yeah. truthful to the, how we got to where we are today. You know, if, if the world progressed in a very, very, um, you know, natural order, there probably wouldn't be third world countries right now. Yeah, there, there, there always would. I mean, the, the, the other flip side of that coin is how many countries, if, if we as an empire, if the British Empire didn't exist, would we ever get the steam powered engine? Mm. Like would electricity ever existed? I mean, there's the flip side of that. Yeah, we, we've done a lot of crazy stuff. And, and you and you study colonialism, you study imperialism, and it was terrible, right? What what we yep. and other world powers did and and subjected indigenous populations to, what was absolutely disgusting, right? The, the flip side of it is, it it created, it directly and indirectly, the greatest advancements that the world has ever seen. And would those advancements have happened had it not been under the umbrella of imperialism? Hmm. I'd say probably not. You wouldn't need a steam powered uh, boat, a steam-powered ship, if you didn't have to circumnavigate the, the globe as the British to hit all of your colonies, right? I mean, so it, it's it's the flip side of it. So I now, now take that to Klaus Schwab's uh, fourth industrial revolution of exactly what he's saying. The exponential increase of technology is bringing about... All right. like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I want to say something sure. that I think is important. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally break break the internet for if you're listening to me right now. What if I told you, what if I told you I believed in diversity? Would you agree with me or disagree with me? I would ask you to define diversity. How do you define diversity? Okay, Max, what would you say? I would disagree with you. You believe in that? You I don't believe in diversity? No, I, I believe in diversity. I, I believe in, in na the natural diversity of things. I believe that when there's multiple... I, I'm more interested in diversity of viewpoints than the diversity of someone's skin color, right? Okay. I mean, I, I don't really... I don't particularly care about that. I, I know where you come down on it when you talk about, like, tech, big tech companies that are only, like, half a percent African-American. Yep. And, and they're very clearly not diverse. Yep. I think that that largely falls under the same umbrella when you look at women in the workforce. Um, women aren't being discriminated against, as, as you always mention in, in PIN, it was majority women. Mm -hmm. um, it comes down to choice, right? When you, when you, we, when a woman, or a girl, woman goes to college, they tend to not choose the majors that would lead to these kinds of jobs. Right. So women are much more likely to choose sociology over computer science. So it's it's not all that surprising that when you go to the companies that hire computer scientists the pool of women to hire is much smaller than it would be if you found some company that happened to be hiring sociologists. All right. I believe in bias. I believe bias is a thing. Do you believe in bias? Yeah. All right. Every day we, we have biases every single day and those biases are generated by our own experiences. So if, if, if I found myself in- I It's a trap. I feel a point brewing. It's a trap. I, I feel something brewing Josh here. Josh is like, damn well, it, no, this is no, like a trap. Like, <laughs> I, I went to grad school in Villanova, and there were times yeah. where I ended up driving through parts of Philadelphia that I probably shouldn't have, right? And when I came up to a light, it I would lock my doors. That had nothing to do with the fact that that neighborhood was predominantly black. It's that biased. had to do with the fact that the, that the crime demographics, even then, were trending in the wrong direction. And sure enough, this year, Philadelphia had more murders than I think ever before. They had over 500 murders right. in the city of Philadelphia. So, so the biases have nothing to do with race. It has to do with self-preservation. 
All right, stop. I, I for wouldn't a minute. care stop. what color someone I, is. No, I, in I agree with you. I would agree with you. But here, here's the truth: blight is created in that area, which made you lock your doors because you knew you had you had an understanding. You didn't go look at crime statistics. You understood when you drove in there that the blight, the disadvantaged environment, created a bias in you. Correct? I. I th- there's a trap. I, it's I don't a trap. With, <laughs> there, no, there absolutely is a trap. He, he knows where I'm going with this, and he does not want to go there with me. Like, the problem oh, is Joe, when, you, when you use the word when you use the word like blight. Yeah, the problem is when you use a word like blight, Joe. When you think of blight, you typically think of crops, and when a blight hits crops, it just comes out of nowhere. Man, you have no idea where it's going. I'm going to have like pissed off people all over the place. I just am like putting bombs everywhere right now. If a farmer has to deal with blight, it's this disease that comes out of nowhere and they can't do anything about it. I would posit that in many of these communities, the reason that they are so beholden to crime is not because it came out of nowhere, but many within the community communities fostered it. Well, it was manufactured. How many of these kids kids get get have a chance to get out and they don't? Right. I mean, like none. No, th- small, very, very, do. very small, less than yeah, one tenth of a percent. They get out. Well, you know, look, I mean, look, look at I, New York I'm City. I'm having that, paradigm that crashes kid. everywhere every day, and and look frankly, New York City. I, I don't even that know kid if who shot a cop. That kid yeah, shot a cop. Sixteen years old and got. And a record got deal. Yeah. No. So do you think he, that money's going to make not his what happened. better? That's not what happened. That's not what happened. So let's not perpetuate fake news. Let's talk about this. And by the way, people here, you don't want to hear it. You 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 don't want to hear. Cold hard truth. Max hates cold hard truth when it doesn't when no, it I, breaks your. I operate your, firmly within. Well, the yeah, let me finish. You can't do that. that. No, no, you can't do that. I'm glad I got the like, drink. Yeah, you got to drink. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Josh is like. Whoo. I'm like I'm like when you take no, kids to go no, bowling and you put no. the bumpers up, but my bumpers oh. are facts. Yeah. All right. Listen to me. Listen to me. I got I got to tell you this. Paradigm crash. A kid in the inner city. Like by the way, the kid that's 16 years old that shot the cop in the leg. He didn't, and they said the story was just shot the cop in the leg. Let's be honest. So the same media that wanted to divide us, they wanted to separate us from them. It's a them and us. You know who the enemy is? Our government is the enemy. The people in leadership is the enemy on both sides of the aisle, on both sides of the aisle. Patrick, shame on you. You're the enemy of the people because you actually think that you're smarter than everybody. You call everyone else a narcissist because you're a narcissist. Hmm. You call everyone else names because you're that person. You create a clown clown deal because you're the one that's a traitor. You've betrayed people. You betrayed Steve. You betrayed other people. But beyond that, I want to talk about what what this small piece, small piece of the puzzle, okay? They wrote that story about that 16-year-old. That 16-year-old got in a scuffle with a police officer and in that scuffle shot himself in the leg and it went through his leg and into the cop's leg. He did not try to shoot the cop. He was trying to push out the thing. I, so I read the police report, right? And the police report completely contradicted what the kid said, but it still had to say that they didn't even have a reason. They, there was no clear and evident reason to search the 16-year-old kid and rough him up. Now. I can tell you right now, I've been roughed up by cops when I was a kid. And this kid had a record deal. Now, look, you guys don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear he it. He was on probation for a gun crime. No, he was not on probation for a gun crime. He was. he was doing a video and used a gun as a prop, and he got arrested for that. Yes. Illegal okay. possession well, listen, of a he firearm. Didn't shoot, he didn't shoot anybody. Illegal possession of a firearm where? Because you could do a music video in Denver, Colorado, and it would be just fine. 
Dad walks up, mom walks up, whatever, and says, yeah, you can use the gun in the video. I'm not telling you that it's right. I'm not telling you that a 14-year-old should be running around with a gun even in a video. I'm not telling you that's true. But we get a snapshot in time, and we don't get to see the narrative. Mm. And we adopt what the radical left does, and we forget about the fact that we're dealing with people who need an opportunity. Love so I'm going to go back to it again. Diversity. Why was he carrying a gun? Me carrying a gun. Because he's, he's in New York City and he's 16 years old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so why is he? Why right, so, after so I'm a bad jail, guy because when I was 16, Bart. I carried a gun. Why is he back in jail now? He's back in jail. He was free for a hot second. Now he's locked up again. Why? Why is he in jail? For probation. More probation violations. For what was a probation violation, Max? Mr. TikTok video. More probation with gun no, violations. The, More the, probation the, violations. The, the probation violation was the incident in which the cop was shot that he got out on parole. Or excuse yes, me, out on probation. when you're charged with illegal gun possession, you don't walk around illegally carrying a gun. Okay, but you, you do wait, when your life's on, in danger. Second, time out. You're saying that he just got out on bail and he got put back in. Guys, this is important. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why it's important. It's important because in order for the Great Reset to happen, and the fraud in the American people to happen, they got to keep us separated. That's it. And, and, and you don't understand because you didn't have to live it. You don't understand. And it's not that it's a, it's a, it's a uh, look, I'm glad you're blessed. I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm very happy with it. You're ridiculously smart. I've always said that about you. But what I'm saying My is. My parents had to take me out of school because of gang violence and, and, put, and put me in private school. Because when so, I played So football, those kids in your school. Football, we had to hide under the bleachers when we beat another team because they tried to kill us. So, so, so don't you think I, that I some it. kids would resort to actually carrying a gun to defend themselves in that type of situation? It's not a single state in the country where a 14 or 16-year-old can walk around in public carrying a gun, a concealed weapon. There isn't a single one. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's we're not saying it's right. We're just saying as a methodology of survival, as a methodology of, of the culture of that geographic area. Isn't that – let me ask you this. If you had no choice to get out, if you didn't have private school as an option, right – and, and let's say yeah. that something happened to you. W wouldn't you want to defend yourself? Wouldn't you want the right to defend yourself? Yeah. Absolutely. He drew, he drew I, I, carry, I carry a gun everywhere I go. He drew on a cop just because he shot his leg first before he shot the cop. Doesn't mean he didn't just draw on a cop. Show, show me yours. I'll show you mine. <laughs> everywhere I go. I, I don't mess around. We, we had an active shooter. One mile away from my house in a suburban area hood, a, a suburban area of northern Denver, right? Active shooter. I, I carry a weapon wherever I go because you want to know what? I want to protect myself. I want to protect my family. But mostly, I want to survive. I don't want a situation to arise where I'm like, ah, oh, no, and I'm dead. And you know you're what? That 14, it doesn't matter if you're 14, if you're 40. You want yeah. to survive. You want to be able to go out into the world and survive in it. And sometimes that world is a dangerous place because of what this government, what these politicians, what this bureaucracy have done to this country. So, so, so when I... the only thing that this kid did wrong, this kid is in the rap game, he's carrying well, a concealed stop weapon it. Stop, that's not what I'm talking about, Are we really about, supposed Max? to believe that this is the only thing right. he did wrong? That, that's not even what you're talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. Shot a cop. Listen, he you want to settle on... weapon on a cop. That's not true. That's not what happened. But, but let, me, let me get back to what this has to do with the Great Reset, Right? We're, we're, we're experiencing it right now. By the way, this was a trap. It was a complete trap. <laughs> we didn't plan it. Because guess, I, I, we didn't plan it, but I planned it. And here's why. Here's why it's a trap. Because it's subjective to what you think. It's subjective to what you feel. And I was just able to divide three men on a podcast, two of which are really good friends. 
right? If not family, right? I was able to divide us three in a minute over a situation that we may or may not have all the information on. Now, I dug into the information about this young man and 16-year-old so I could combat anything that you said to me. And in order for the Great Reset to happen, in order for the UN's Agenda 2030 to, to be implemented, we have to be divided. Hmm. We have to be in a place where the Democrats and Republicans, who, buy, by the way, they want the 2030. Do you know what the thirst is on their tongue? Oh, we're a month smarter than them. We'll be, now globally, we'll run everything. <laughs> That's what they want. And what I'm telling you is, is that they have created a, a psyop. They have created something so deep on us that we can't, it's a chasm so wide. And, and it didn't happen. You know, I'm that guy that just, I'm conflicted every single day. I was conflicted the single, the very first day, the very day that I stood up and said, this is what I know. This is why I did it, right? I, I've been conflict, conflicted from that day because I knew when they started attacking my life, my wife, my kids, my family, my, my, my character, I knew I'm a fighter and I want to fight. But then I started meeting people who were amazing, who were Democrats. I mean, amazing people. And I used to say that, hey, Democrats are pedophiles, rapists, I used to say it. Because I was, I was so angry. And I still get passionate about things. But I'm trying to tell you that I'm a Christian conservative. You're not going to get me off of that. That's who I am. But, I, but I'm driving a woman back to the airport today. And a friend of mine calls me. And this friend of mine used to work for me. And he came to me and says, like, I want to start my own business. He, 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 he walked in and said, I want to start my own business. And he's a big six foot six, six foot five black guy that really loves IT. He's good at it too. And he says, I want to start my own company. I said, good, go put in your two week notice. This is reality. <laughs> I, I did this. And he goes, what? I go, yeah, you need to go quit. Get rid of the safety net. And I, and I was like, and I'm going to help you. And so I have. I've mentored him all through that process. And she's in the car, and she's and we're, we're meeting about something completely different. And and she, you know, she accepted me where I was. We're having a conversation about about you know what what what's the pain on the left? I want to know. The reason why we don't have those conversations. You know what fills that gap, Max? BLM, Antifa. Trashy leadership who just want to be, make us hate each other. And trust me, I got a lot, I got a lot of like anger in my heart, just angst in my heart for these people that are BLM and Antifa because they have hurt, killed, maimed, destroyed, caused all sorts of damage. And so I, I want to I get to that place, right? But I'm, I'm crashing. My paradigm is crashing everywhere around me as I meet more people who are leftists. Not radical leftist, just leftist, just left. And I'm like, look, I love you, but I also love babies. And I can't support abortion. Yeah, going to take a real quick break and, and remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your family should any of you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital for medical reasons. We don't get to choose how we go to the hospital, where or, or when a disaster strikes. And you'd be shocked to learn just how many people are airlifted from the suburbs or even the cities just because traffic is really bad. It's expensive. 
Different parts of the country can cost 40, 50, upwards of 60 grand in some cases to get airlifted to a hospital. But when you sign up with Aramic Care Network, you won't pay one penny for that flight as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider. It starts at just $85 a year. That covers your whole household. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. So go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily. They're going to give you up to $50 back. I mean, and they walk around, and they call me this radical guy. And I'm like, I've never been radical about anything in my life. So you have this paradigm crash that happens, and I'm sorry that I'm being authentic with you, but I'm getting to that place where I realize that they're winning hmm. and they're not winning because we're wrong and they're not winning because we're right. They're winning because we've allowed them to build that chasm. And the same thing that is stabbing me in the side is the same thing that's stabbing them in the side. There is no opportunity. And that's why the great reset and everything that's happening in our nation, it's, it's become more evident. And I'm sorry, Josh, I'm, I'm literally just, I'm, I'm, I'm circling, I'm, I'm creating a circle here. And the circle is, the pill is not a red pill. It's not a blue pill. It's an American pill. It's, it's just getting back to a place where we recognize the biases we have. We recognize the diversity that's necessary. We stop them from doing harm to our, and we, we have accountability here. And we have forgiveness when it's necessary. We have forgiveness always, but we have forgiveness to, to, to bring us along. But we recognize that we're building the beasts that we put out there, in the, and we're building them. Mm-hmm. We're creating them. We're feeding it. Because we're not giving them the tools that are necessary to be successful. They have no hope. And if you have no hope, that's all you can turn to is anger, violence, frustration. Huh? This kid, Cameron Williams, he goes by the rap name C Blue. All right. You you want to go back to something. I don't want to talk about it. I'll walk off the set. I'll walk off the set. I I spent four hours reading into it. I want to understand your perspective on it. No, you don't. My perspective is real simple. It's simple. Everybody wants to demonize him because it creates a bigger chasm. Because hmm. he shot a cop. Okay. But, but well, I, he, hold on yeah, a second. Yeah. I beat the hell out of a cop when I was 22 years old. I beat the hell out of a cop. You want to hear truth? I beat the hell out of him because I'm, I'm in a bar, and he grabs his girlfriend by the hair and starts dragging her out of the bar. So I told him to let him go. He says, I'm a cop. I was like, well, then shame on you. And at that point, I said, let her go. He didn't want to let her go, so I beat the hell out of him. Am I a bad guy because I beat the hell out of him? You tell me oh. what that, that would have looked like in the newspaper, Max. Tell me what it would have looked like. It looked good. Was no, he, and I sat in the back of a cop car, and the good old boy network wanted to do everything else to rough me up in the process. So you just don't know the circumstance. I'm not telling you what he did is right. I am not justifying his behavior. I'm just saying the news media built a chasm for us, and we literally bought into it. I'm telling you that this is the psyop of psyops. That's welcome to psychological Weaken us. I, I get that. I, I just think this instance is, is not one of those. You don't Shot know. You don't know. But, but, but it's not about the instance. It, it's about the overall orchestration of what's happening. It's about the division that's happening on a grand scale. That's what the example was about. The example was about that we are being divided. We are be, being divided on the left and the right. And we are div- being divided within the right and within the left. And everybody's turning against each other because of a propagation of a narrative that is putting out there by politicians, by big tech, by media. And and it's not going to stop until we recognize it and we pull our power back because that's the true power lies within us, within the hearts and the minds of Americans, of human beings. 
the true power, the political power in this country derives from us, the people. And see, the problem is, is nobody can stand up and defend themselves. Nobody can stand up and speak for a redress of grievances against their government, utilizing nonviolent civil disobedience, unless we are unified, unless we come together. I was talking to a good Canadian friend the other night, had him on my show. We were talking about what's happening right now in Canada, uh, Canada with the trucker convoy. And he says, we have to unite the clans. We have to ask more than to remove illegal mandates. Mandates are already unconstitutional. Why are we asking them to remove them? We need to be asking Justin Trudeau and the administration to step down, get out of the way, and investigations to be coming about. Same thing in the United States of America. We should be asking for Joe Biden, Congress, and Senate to step down. Everybody, get out of the way. You're all corrupt. You're all complicit. We should be asking for them to all step down, and then we can fix this problem. But we need a unified America. We need a unified Canada. We need a unified humanity. And that doesn't come about when we're sitting here arguing about minor details of what this kid did or did not do. I'm not that kid, I'm not in his mind. I don't know what happened in that situation. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where it's life or death, but it doesn't matter if it's a cop or not. You fight for your life sometimes because that's just a switch that happens, especially when you grew up in that type of environment. Like, I, like Joe said, I can't substantiate what that kid did, his actions or anything. I don't know, but that's not the problem here. The problem is the vision, the psychological warfare that is being driven by this, this enemy of humanity that's going on right now on this planet that is moving towards an agenda, that is moving towards a one-world government, a communist one-world government, a technocratic totalitarian state where we're tracked by technology, we're tracked by AI day in and day out of our lives. Everything from where you took your last poop are tracked and they know exactly what you ate, what you're drinking. They can shut you off at the grocery store. You don't have to buy, hey, you can't buy meat anymore. I ran a data company and you just took one just before you came in here. And it was <laughs> I did actually. Well, so. Did you guys see? <laughs> this was the topic of our fax blast today. If you haven't already done it, make sure you sign up for our fax blast. Our emails, our email newsletter link is in the description. They have this new bill called the Earn It Act. It's actually not new. They, they tried to push it through last year. And it's, it's uh, co-authored by Lindsey Graham and Blumenthal of Connecticut. Mm. And it would change Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. Now, don't jump out of your, your seat too soon. It would change it to force big tech companies to spy on your communications. They're and dope. to create a backdoor for your encrypted messaging so that the government can spy on everything you say or do online. So they're just legalizing so what they, they do now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're laundering. They're laundering Listen. what they already do. I just I just want you to do something for me. That's all I'm asking you to do is look at it from a different perspective. Yep. And by the way, this kid might be absolutely a demon, but I don't think he is. You know why I don't think he is? Because I give people the benefit of the doubt. I was having this conversation with Lynn Wood the other day. <laughs> and, and you know what? Lynn Wood likes to talk, and he's always talking to me about Jesus. And I'm like, brother, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I had the, the thing today with Ben Gordon, and I brought Ben to Jesus. I, like, I just want you to recognize that God saved you, right? I said it to him. So Lynn's always talking to me about Jesus. And he's like, you need to get away from all of these guys. And I was like, I won't do that. And he's like, well, you need to. And I was like, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> you need to step away from all of them because they're all bad. And he's not saying that they're bad. He's just saying, Joe, that's not the flock I would hang with. Matter of fact, he's texting me right now. And, and he's, he's right uh, 90% of the time with me, right? But there's 10% he isn't, and so I challenge him. He challenges me. I, I, I said to him the other day, I go, I, I love and appreciate you so much, but let me give you a different perspective. 
And he started talking over me, and I was like, nope, you're not going to talk over me. And I was like, kept talking. <laughs> I just kept talking, right? And I challenge him as he challenges me. And not many people can do that. And I, I get pissed off at him, and it's okay. He loves me there, and then when we're done with it, we just get right back at him. I'm like, all right, well, then what's up, brother? <laughs> but there's a moment in time that I, I, have to, I have to go to perspective. I have to go to the benefit of the doubt. I have to. Now, once I get past the benefit of the doubt, I don't fight with people. I'm not fighting with Patrick. I want you to be really clear. I'm not fighting with Patrick. Patrick, love you, brother. I still love you. I think you have some questions to answer. And frankly, if you're working with the FBI, the CIA against American people, it will come out. In this life, or the next. Right? And you need to make, you need to make right with Jesus. And, and if, if I can help you with that in any way, I will definitely help you with it. But at the same time, I have to look at it from the perspective of maybe I'm wrong. I look at every situation, maybe I'm wrong. Max, the conversation we had before I came up with the stuff with, um, the, to put on the, the thing with Coomer, I was like, Max, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? Hey, I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Joe, just, just say allegedly. And I was like, I can't do it because I know. Like, I've seen too much. Like, that was him on the deal. I, I went through, I researched it then. I researched it now. I went back and did a, a thing to make sure that all the information was correct. Look what he wrote. Look what he did. Look what I went through the whole process. Look what happened the day after I put it out there. People coming to my house trying to kill me? Are you freaking kidding me? Why? You don't cut the tongue out of the person that's lying. You cut the tongue out of the person that's telling the truth. Mm. And why they strip the internet of all the information? Why? Because they didn't want anybody to see it. So, so I just want us to have perspective, and I want us to build bridges. Max doesn't want to build bridges. He has that look on his face. No, no. I, I just I don't remember that conversation. I thought we had a conversation about that afterwards, but maybe we did. Um, no, I, I'm all, I'm all for it, right? I I just think that there are things that we disagree with on. I thought this would be something we would agree with on. That if someone is on parole, they shouldn't be carrying a gun and shouldn't be drawing a gun. No one should be drawing a gun on a cop. And I don't want to drag us back into that. Um, like like there are much. Like there are lots of these different situations where you and I agree on them, right? Where where it's absolutely true that you just cops said something have, that's not have... true. You said something that's not true. What? He was on probation. He was not on parole. Number one. Right, He's fourteen years old. It's not a small. It's not a small thing. See, that's what the left does. We we can't we can't play into their game. The radical left's game. Okay. We can't play into it. And it was for uh, having a gun in a music video. <laughs> of which they yeah. charged him with having illegally possessing a gun in a music video, right? But the argument that he only possessed the gun in the music video goes out the window when he's walking around with it outside. Uh, but look, maybe, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe that's right. But you can't, what I'm trying to say, you're missing the forest through the trees. I'm saying that the chasm, you know why they picked George Floyd? Josh, why they picked George Floyd? Well, I got a whole perspective on that, but uh, why don't you tell me? Because, well, I'll tell you my opinion. Yeah. Because they knew he was controversial. Okay. Yeah. They, knew, they knew that they, that they would create someone like, the guy's a career criminal. As soon as we found out he was a career criminal, the conversation's over. The guy literally got arrested more times than Joe Lewis got hit in the ring. Right? And so for us, the game was over. All right, he's a criminal again. He's doing another criminal stuff. Now let me just reverse that for you a little bit. Ready? I'm going to reverse it for you in the PSYOP. Guy comes in, doesn't get the vaccine, goes into a, uh, a, a uh, hospital. He's really sick with COVID. They're like, let him die. 
He didn't get the vaccine. He's terrible. Look at that guy. He, he doesn't want to play by the rules. Get, he's killing people. They were listening to a different narrative. They justified the action. We want to justify it, too. They used the guy that was controversial to divide us. Let's make the chasm bigger. Mm-hmm. And, and all I'm telling you is that recognize it. Recognize it. Recognize that it's not black and white. People are more complicated than left versus right. People are more complicated versus, you know, Democrat versus Republican. They're more complicated. And now that we're figuring out that Republicans are no better than the Democrats, and all they want to do is implement the Agenda 2030, what do you think we should be thinking about right now? And I promise you, it's not about just attacking them. It's attacking all of them because they're all bad. They're all bad. And the ones that have an opportunity to stand up, those are the ones we should rally around. Everyone else should be replaced. The Tim Rantham, uh, Rantham of the world, right? Marjorie Taylor Greene. James Madison, Federalist 46. Yeah. He talked about the four ways to curve a tyrannical and oppressive federal government if it ever came about again. The first two are disquietude from the people and civil disobedience. This is nonviolent civil disobedience. The second two are an outspoken governor and state legislation to counteract the tyrannical policies that come from the federal government. And look what we're seeing happening here in the United States. We're seeing red states stand up. We're seeing governors be outspoken. We're seeing state legislation come about that counteracts these mandates, that counteracts the federal mandates and the federal policies that are coming out that are unconstitutional in a sense. Uh, We have New Jersey, uh, Montana, and Texas that just came out with anti-ESG legislation, ESG, environmental, social, social justice, and governance. This is the World Economics Forum's policy towards how businesses, corporations, and the financial institutions shall run, and it's being it's being put out in government policy. And the local government, you go check. Everybody you go out there and check to see if your government has a 2030 plan, your local government. I guarantee you they have a 2030 plan for sustainability. This is exactly what this is. And now states are coming out and they're producing legislation saying, hey, you can't do that. That's discrimination. That banks can't discriminate you upon ESG standardization. And ESG standardization is why every business and corporation that is going out there, most of them now, have what's known as DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, officers and implementations of policies and these types of things. My, Go ahead. I, I know you want to say you're, something. You're not going to like what I have to say. Max is not going to like it either. Mm-hmm. You know why they made a DEI? You want to know why? Mathematically, you want to know why? You can't solve for it. It's, it's like taking tomatoes and putting it with oranges mm-hmm. and uh, steak and mixing a little dirt and expecting it to taste good. That's right. Right? Let's separate it. Diversity. Should we have diversity? But because it's together, companies can spend little dollars out there throwing, let me throw some stuff to people. Here, keep them hungry. You know where they did this? Africa, the Middle East. Let's keep them hungry. Let's pay them just enough so that they're not starving to death so they don't rise up. So DEI is that thing we're going to run towards that we can never get to because you can never solve the problem through a symptom. Listen, people, you can never solve a problem through a symptom. Mm. You can't. And you're, you're not going to like what I have to say, but it's, it's truth. You, you cannot solve a problem by going through the symptom. I'm going to solve this symptom. Great. It's going to pop up another symptom. <laughs> Let's solve the problem. Medicine. Right. So that's why DEI doesn't work. Equity and inclusion. Agreed. 100%. It's, it, it's well, like a... DEI, DEI is just critical race theory. If you talk to a liberal and you say they're teaching critical race theory in schools, they'll say, no, critical race theory is a university concept. What they're doing is DEI. It's the same DEI thing. DEI is policy I mean, now in corporate America. <sighs> My good friend was just 
fired for his his religious exemption for vaccination was denied and he was fired and he's a a white white male okay and out of the five people in his company fired it's a smaller company but I, I won't say it it's probably one of the wealthiest families in the world that he worked for he worked for their family office um out of the five people fired every single one of them were white males and they were all replaced with someone who was not a white male all right and those people that came in were not qualified for those positions as normally would be qualified for those positions. So we're not hiring the right people for the job, the people who might be qualified or best suited for the position. And guess what? That's devoid of race. That's yeah. devoid of what your skin color is. So, so this is why these conversations to me are so fascinating and so good. I, I believe that they're wholesome. They're good. Yeah. Is because I'm giving you perspective. You don't have to agree with me. But can you agree that DEI is complex? Yes. Max, can we agree it's complex? I want nothing to do with it. I mean, I, I, I've, I've studied it. it. It's critical race theory. It's critical race theory bundled up in a, in, in a different delivery mechanism. <laughs> right, but it's coming out as policy. It is. So, Max, you can't be this yeah, arrogant to it, think that you have all the answers. I asked you a simple question. Is it complex? It, stay, stay in the, the argument. I think it's is simple. It? I, think, I think it's simple. I, th okay. I think it's repackaged racism. It is. I mean, yeah. I, like mm -hmm. I like the idea of diversity. I hate the idea of forced diversity. Because forced diversity doesn't actually generate the diversity that you need. All right, what does equity stand for? It, it ends up being. What is equity? And, and the whole DEI thing, what does equity stand for? How, did, how is it spelled out? Equity is very different than equality. Equity it is. Is, is outcome. It's outcome. not opportunity-based. That's right. Right. So, so how can you mix that with diversity? Well, <laughs> you talk to a leftist, they make it very clear no, no, no. That, I asked you from a logical you... standpoint, can you mix the two? Are, are those mutually exclusive things that can actually coexist in the same environment and get and, and go to get outcome? They claim that they can. That's I, not I, what I, I asked you. I asked you, can you? I don't, I don't, I don't think it can. It can't because they're, they're, they're nearly diabolically opposed. Mm-hmm. Because, because one is just recognizing bias and the other one is giving people opportunity they don't deserve. Right? Now, Inclusion. What does that mean? Well, inclusiveness, everyone, it's that kumbaya. Even if you think you're a rock, you should be included in the conversation? So, so listen, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you guys is that we, we don't educate ourselves and we don't slow down. Mm -hmm. We never slow down. We're like this, boom, 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 boom. I've come over there, DEI's bullshit. Okay, DEI's, I got it. Got it. I'm there, right? I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm totally there. We're there. We're, we, we agree. But the reason why we the reason why you can't solve for it is different than the fact that that's the reason why they put it there. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, they're not stupid. These aren't stupid people trying to create all this evil stuff. Evil people sit around and go, <laughs> well, it, it also it, it, it exasperates the division. Right. It, it brings about this goal. If, if we study the Great Reset, if we study Agenda 2030, they're ushering in transhumanism, dehumanization. And that's what a lot of this does. A lot of this exasperates these things that were maybe perpetuating in our country in the 1930s and the 1940s and the 1950s, which died down a lot once we started having economic booms in this country with the whole Silicon Valley tech boom and everything that happened, right? People were on a, a very uh, different level. You know, I don't think racism was as bad in this country. Um, in the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, and the early 2000s. But the media propagated that it was. And they created these systems like DEI and ESG to basically exploit 
these, these flaws within human character, right, to divide us. And we just need to recognize that. You, you know, you, you can't solve the pain that somebody feels mm. in the middle of the inner city. No. Because, and, and I, I thought about it the other day, I go, you know, I wanted to go buy something. And again, I sat down with someone who is, we're completely opposed. We have opposing views. And, and look, I, there's no chance that I'm, I'm going to wake up one day and go, oh, I'm a radical leftist. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But there is a thing that I do that I wake up and I'm, th I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go buy this. And it's a, you know, in this case, I, I wanted a snowmobile. <laughs> so I called up the guy and I was like, look, I need a couple snowmobiles. Here's what I want. Right. And it was that easy. I, I called like, hey, they on order. You got them. All right, great. I'm going to come pick them up. By the way, I need a thing because I wanted to get snowmobiles. Now, I, now is that because you're white? That you can do that? Because no. from, a life, from, from a left perspective, that's what they would think. Oh, that's your white yeah. privilege that you have those abilities. But no, instead, it's your skill set in the marketplace that drives the value of which presents you opportunities in life to go out and get the things that you want to do. Yeah. It's pretty simple, right? Look, we all have different opinions of things. We all have different experiences. And experiences actually drive how we see things. But if we slow down just enough, we can start to understand that while you go out and spend $25,000 on two snowmobiles, there's a kid that's just trying to figure out, hey, you know what I'd really like to have? I'd really like a Dr. Pepper. Hmm. I really want a Dr. Pepper. I'm not telling you that he should get a Dr. Pepper. I'm not telling you that I didn't work my ass off to get to the place where I could have two snowmobiles. Or if I want a Dr. Pepper or anything else for that matter, I can just walk over here and say, I'll take that. What I'm saying is, is that they built this machine to build the chasm so that we get to the Agenda 30, 2030. They built it so that we could have the Great Reset because it literally does the work for us. It does the work for, it, it does the work for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're fighting with each other. We're in the streets. It caused the chasm, that gap, that, that void that was then filled with BLM and Antifa. And by the way, the BLM and Antifa, you know how they were built? They were propagated. They said, hey... You know who stabbed you? Is that conservative? Is capitalism? Yeah, I've said this on the podcast before. When they had Occupy Wall Street in New York City, there was all of this, um, all of this reporting done on classism in the United States and a potential class warfare. It was, it was crazy. I remember this because there were lots of people. They they wanted to eat the rich, like like they <sighs> kill the rich. That was that was the chant. Now, some of them were just hippies, but there was this prevailing sentiment of we need to kill the rich and we need to take what they have and redistribute it. After, after Occupy Wall Street, there was a noticeable shift in the New York Times, Washington Post, all these big papers where they stopped talking about the divide in this country in terms of class and they made it about race. The same authors that saying we have a class divide in this country all of a sudden started de defining it in terms of race. Why? Because they feel that they could get on the right side of a potential race war or, 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 or racial tensions. They knew that if the 99% really wanted to eat the rich, they could do it. So this was, this was a, a conscious decision made on Madison Avenue in New York City on branding to stop pushing this classism so they could keep having their cake. They didn't want their Marie Antoinette moment. Then why were they, they talking about it 10 years before it? 
How many I of, were the same were. elitists in, in the global they community still, still talking about that 10 years before that, though, right? No, they, they still were. were. There was just a, a shift. They said, we got to get off this, this class. This classism isn't going to fly, guys. I think they saw an it's opportunity with the Occupy Wall Street. And, and that Occupy Wall Street is what was eventually hijacked. Some of them went very libertarian, right? Very right. Yep. And most of them went left. Most of them became BLM and Antifa. You had the Democrats jump on board with that whole narrative, perpetuated. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go in there and we're gonna look into the monetary system. We're gonna look into the Federal Reserve. We're gonna look into Wall Street. At the same time, they're all profiting off of this. Because there's opportunity and chaos, and typically the guys at the top are the ones that get the opportunity. Yep. And and it's because they're smart enough to recognize that if they can make people fight, it's the schoolyard mentality. You have 20 people standing around in a circle while you get in the deal, and they're like, "Go get them, Joe. Go get them." And they're telling the other person, go get him, go get him. And they're like, rah, go get him. Because they want to see the gladiatorial contest. That's, That's it. it. That's all they want to see. They want to see blood. Yep. They want to see us spill blood. What do you think the people at the top are doing right now? You think that it affects them at all? It's a dollar bet. It's a dollar bet. They're, they're watching a cock fight. They're, yeah. watching, they're literally watching the dogs fight. Yep. And, there, and there's no yeah. difference in what's happening right now, only there is a difference. There is a difference. See, in all of this... While we walk over here, they're stripping us of our dignity. Hmm. They're stripping of, of our education. They're stripping us of our opportunity. They're stripping us of God. I mean, they're taking a lot from us, and we, we're, we're over here fighting. And, and it's why I can challenge people, and I don't really care what they say. People are like, you need to listen to what this, this politician says about you, Joe. You need to listen to what this newscaster says about you. And I was like, I will be judged by the fruits of my labor in this life or the next and I promise you this, I promise you this, I'm going to fight this battle till the end. I'm going to fight it to the end. I mean, can, can you imagine what they said about Rush Limbaugh when he died? And I'm not Rush Limbaugh. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to be Rush Limbaugh. But I bring it up because he was a powerful figure with a big heart that loved a lot of people. He was not a far right guy. He wasn't. And the couple times that I had an opportunity to just listen to him, like be in the same room with him, I've met him once, but be in the same room with him and listen to how he talks. He was, he was not extreme about anything, but they made him extreme so that people would not listen to his voice. Hmm. Think about that, right? So, the, so that's the things that I want. Look, I know that strength comes not in what you say, but in what you do. And I think that we have to start stepping in the gap. There's a reason why I'm out there having conversations with people that are on the left. People are like, Joe, you're nuts. You're nuts. Why are you doing this? And I'm like, because frankly, I got I to gotta get back to my roots. I got to get back to that part where I love on the people, that even if they don't love me. It doesn't, it doesn't mean if you come at me, I'm not going to tear your face off. Because I got a lot of built-up aggression. <laughs> being, I do. I know. But, but it, it just means that I, I, I want to get to the place where we fill that gap. I want to I fill the gap of the, the – the, I want to I wanna, – I want to fill it. I want to fill that piece with something other than BLM and Antifa. And see, that's a lot what we talk about uh, on my show is we talk about getting back to the community, getting back to the family. You know, one thing they did is they took God out of the household. They took the man out of the household. Then they took the woman out of the household. They put the yeah. kid in the indoctrination center. And what that did is that killed the community. 
That killed the community. The community killed the city. The city killed the state. And the state killed the government. And that's where we're right, right at right now is we have to go back in. We have to bring God back into the, in the family, into the household. We have to bring the mother and the father back into the education of the children. We have to have a moral and ethical framework yes. back in the home. And then we have to go to our neighbors and open that line of communication back up. We have to go in there and say, hey, look, you know, I don't care what your political affiliation is. I don't care what your race or your color is. But if you need anything. I'm here for you. If you want to talk, yeah. I'm here yeah. for you. And it doesn't even have to be about politics. It can be about, hey, the next time a, a pandemic happens, if you need toilet paper, I got some extra to come and get it. Or maybe what we should do is have community organization to where that doesn't have to happen. We're not dependent upon government. Because I think we can all agree, left and right, that that is the way to move forward. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. The main point is, though, the only reason we're even talking about race right now is because big business interests want us to. Like it's there's big a reason money. that big power. There's a reason that when you look at the mo the biggest corporations in the United States and the biggest hedge funds, they've combined pledged fifty billion dollars towards racial equity. They didn't pledge that towards class equity or helping raise people from the lower class to the middle class. Mm -hmm. They've identified what they want the battlefield to be. Now, from the beginning of time, if you were going to war, you wanted to pick the battlefield. You want to make sure that the terrain was on your side, that you couldn't be flanked. That is what these interests have done. So every conversation we have is through these lenses. When we talk about energy issues, do you know who the biggest opponent of uh, nuclear power is? It's not the liberals. It's the coal companies. It, it's, the, it's the natural gas companies. They don't want nuclear. It's this weird, it's this weird kind of like alliance between the far left environmentalists and the, and the big, dirty energy companies that are combining to push against nuclear power. So, I mean, every single discussion, every single debate we have in this country, I mean, with, with few exceptions, is driven by these big interests because those are the mm -hmm. debates they want us to have. And the minute we get off that path, the minute we start venturing into the let's eat the rich territory, that's when they have this correction. They say, no, 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 calm, calm down, calm down. So, you know, one thing we've been proposing is uh, we're actually in the midst of setting this up right now uh, is a, a tavern tour. So if you remember back... Oh, if you if you ever read about it, the Revolutionary War. Before the Revolutionary yeah. War, there's a methodology they utilize to go and recruit for the militias. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go recruit for militias, but we have to unify people. We have to unify ideas, and we have to get the conversation started to bring about and promulgate action in this country, because that's really what needs to happen is yeah. action. Enough talk. We need freaking action. So what we're trying to do is set up a tavern tour where we're going to go to coffee shops and taverns because that's what they did pre-Revolutionary War is they sent out recruiters to the coffee shops and to the breweries and the taverns and they recruited for their cause. And that's exactly what we're going to do is we're going to go out there and we're going to communicate with the local communities. We're going to communicate with people at this level, having a beer, talking. We're going to have music and we're going to open up the dialogue and say, you know, what, what are your pain points? What are you seeing? What are your ideas? What are the thoughts of action that you think need to happen in your local community? Because that's really how we're going to save America. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, there's the, the first naval victory of the American Revolution. The, the U.S. Navy was born, I want to say October 15th. If anyone's a Navy veteran, I got that wrong. I'm sorry. But the first, na was, was I right? Is that the birthday, October 15th? Uh, yes, it's around there, isn't it? Yes, October fifteenth or seventeenth. I was telling yeah, somewhere around I can't there. remember, but hey. Yeah, yeah. The Marine Corps was a month later. The first victory, though, in U.S. naval victory, was it predates the creation of the Continental Navy, mm -hmm. and it happened in a town in what's now Maine, but back then it was just the Massachusetts colony called Machias. And all these guys 
didn't want to sell lumber to the British because they knew they were just going to use it to fortify Boston. So they said, screw this. We're not going to sell you the lumber. So they grabbed their pitchforks. They got on a boat and they took a, a British scoop, uh, a, like a, a little tiny uh, British vessel, but they had cannons. So the first naval victory in the United States was won by a bunch of people who got drunk in a tavern, said, we're not going to stand for this, and took a British ship with, with a couple of pistols, a couple of shotguns, and pitchforks. Thank God for the Navy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, activism starts in the tavern. Now, am I saying we're going to go and, and take over some ships with some pitchforks? No, right? I mean, that kind of stuff would be very but, frowned but upon. But see, today. that's the thing is we don't but have The conversation to. happens. We don't need to, and that's the thing, is to drain the swamp, we simply need to unite around ideas that bring about a unification of Americans, get, you know, get people talking again. My grandfather's 94 years old, right? He, he grew up in the Great Depression. He used to talk about how they would wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning before going and tending to the animals on the farm and go talk over the fence with his neighbor. The neighbor would be up at the same time and how the community was always it didn't they, they weren't talking about politics. They weren't talking about any of these things. They were talking about, you know, what's new in your life and what's new in the world. And and, you know, what, what are you doing on the farm? And is there anything I can help with? Because that's what it was all about. It was about community. And we need to really get back to that idea. And, and it starts with an establishment of a moral and ethical framework. And that's why God is so important in the family. We're, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to get to a conclusion where we fill that entire gap with good yeah. stuff because too much bad stuff that's happened to people. Agreed. I mean, are you the same person you were when you were 18? Oh. The same person you were when you were 16? You're just, you're just not, mm -hmm. you're not the same person. You're not the same person you were at 25. You're not the same person you're at 30. This is why I believe in redemption, right? This is why I believe in, there are things we could talk about that, the that, that left champions, but we just got back to something that's really interesting. You said, hey, look, the special interests come out and they want us to fight. They want us to disagree because they make money on it. Mm. All right. So once we recognize that, then let's teach to that point. Let's teach to the point and actually confuse them. Let's all have a kumbaya and go to the bar and be like, hey, listen, we, we can even walk around with little badges, say D and R and L and whatever. Right. And, and have conversations with each other about what it means. And hey, I, I believe in Jesus. I don't. You can have little tags on, on yeah. your shirts, right? And start having a conversation about community and what it means to live yeah. in the community. I'm not telling you we're going to kumbaya. I'm not telling you this is some utopian dream and we're going to get rid of all the problems. But if we start to identify the fact that the people that are stabbing us are the people in office, the people that are in leadership, the people that really want to confuse us and daze us in order to, to cause turmoil in our lives, it becomes a much more yeah. understandable and clear picture. Hmm. And Somebody asked a wrap, question. Because you have to head for a show, um, another show. I got 10 but minutes. We're good. I, if we got 10 I, minutes. I, so. I would say, Joe, that you're absolutely right on that. And it is not a coincidence that when the pandemic started, the first things that they closed were the bars and the churches. And the, churches. the two places that people who would resist them would gather yes. and see like minded yes. people and, and work together. So it's not a coincidence that those were the first two places that you could go. You could go. <sighs> get your marijuana but you couldn't go to a liquor store hmm. right <laughs> there was a reason for that well you could get it your amazon delivery and you could go to walmart but you couldn't go yeah. to your place of worship so yeah. by the way in here uh, somebody says i hope joe respects max side i do and somebody else says that they've been on the same page as max all night good at the end of the day we'll get joe well, i'll get joe to my side you you won't i'll get you you go back two years ago because we're I, not, I've worn we're not a in a side. I've changed we're, mine. We're not, we're not in a side. And I've changed your mind many times. 
Many times. We, we get to the middle. Get out of here. <laughs> See, this is why I want to punch him in the face. He's glad he's in Texas. <laughs> yeah. we, we get to this place where we get in the middle and we have discussions. I'm not always right. And, and I'm, look, I don't need to always be right. I don't need to always be wrong. I'm going to have things that I'm strongly agree with and strongly disagree with. And we, I was watching an argument happen between two people that literally are also good people that are on the, that are, that are on the chat for, for DLive. And I'm going through it, and I was like, listen, let's, let's, let's have a conversation. Let's agree to disagree in some, in some instances. Why not? Why not have the discussion? And, and if you want to get passionate about it, great. But yeah, at the end of the day, you got to settle it back down. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Spartan wants us to have a boxing match. That would be a really bad idea. Yeah, it would. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, go ahead. You get the last word there, Josh. No, no. I said it would be a bad idea because you know what? I don't want to mess with you, and I don't think uh, you want to mess with me, and I think it's just uh, there's too many smiles to, to have that type of No, he wanted Max and Oh, you and Max. There. You yeah. and Max. Wow. I was like, that's a bad well, idea. He's in Texas. You're in Colorado. Oh, you'd have, have to wait till at least Texas. next time. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'd have to wait till the next time you guys fly out there, but uh, I, I'd pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like this from Sue K in the comment section. Um, the, <laughs> I could agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> well, but, but you know, our society was built on our society was built on a diversification of ideas. Yeah, you know, it, it's all yeah. about the diversity of ideas. It's about you know Max having a different set of opinion than Joe and myself yeah. or myself we, us not agreeing because that's what built this country. That's yeah. what built this world. If we all had the same ideas, we'd be freaking communist. Absolutely, that, that's the Reagan. That's the Reagan thing. If if someone disagrees with you twenty percent of the time, they're not twenty percent your enemy. They're eighty percent your ally. That's right. But but I don't believe in compromise either. I mean, I can say all that. I don't believe in compromise. There are certain ethical standards that we have to apply to life, and that they the only compromise can happen is in that arena. Then I'm I'm out. Right. So it doesn't. I I can understand perspective and things like that. If I'm willing to talk about the basic principles of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And, e- and giving people equal opportunity, the opportunity that if they go through their life and make good choices, they should have an opportunity to be successful. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I believe that, that we could raise all levels of who we are as a society. We could do that. But yeah. we can't do it with the current constructs of building this chasm between us. No. And, and, and you know, the, the construct is manipulated. It, it's been built to do exactly what it's doing. And if we allow them to continue, it's our fault. You know, that's what you were talking about earlier. You started this saying, we're cowards. We're cowards because we're not identifying the real problems that are occurring within our country. And we're not taking action against what is happening in our country. Yeah. So it's interesting that on one, it says, Joe lost me tonight. And on another one, it says, Joe has wisdom. (laughs) So you can start to see how the the chasm gets created, right? Yeah. And the the thing is, is just, you got to take with the good with the bad. That's why divorce is at an all-time high, because they don't want to take the good with the bad. They just want the good. And unfortunately, I'm not going to agree with everything you say. You're not going to agree with everything I say. Josh, you're not going to agree with everything I say. I'm not going to agree with everything you say. It's got to be okay. It's got to be okay. Yeah. Well, we are out of time. Josh, I want to thank you for stopping by. It was yeah. great having you. I'd love to have you again. Um, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. No, 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 no. That is it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. I get to do the readout. 
Well, I was gonna, I was gonna read Enterforce since we didn't do it. Oh yeah, do that. Yes, yes, absolutely, do that. Go ahead. Um, so one of our sponsors of the Conservative Podcast is Enterforce. E N R F O R C E. The link is in the description. Now you're gonna want to head over there and you're gonna want to pick up this T-shirt. It's made in uh, collaboration with us and them, and it's free our people. It's it's designed to not only get the word out that we have patriots still being locked up in prison. Uh, I don't have it up on my screen, so that's not. It's not helpful. Um, <laughs> uh, not only to get the word out that we still have people locked up in in jail unjustly, but also to help raise some money for them. So when you go to Enerforce, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E dot com, pick up your free Our People t-shirt, and here's how it's going to work. Part of that is going to go towards the actual people who are being in prison. Some of the, that revenue on Enerforce's side is going to go towards helping veterans. And when you purchase it, you're going to get entered into the running to win a Ford f 450 with a trailer with a, a four-wheeler on the back and twenty thousand dollars cash it is a no-brainer and it is, gets even better when you buy the t-shirt you get 800 entries into this um sweepstakes ra- raffle when you use promo code cd21 charlie delta 21 they're going to give you an extra thousand so it really is a no-brainer or if you don't want to get entered into the running you can use promo code cd10 charlie delta one zero and you'll get 10 percent off your order but i would much rather have a uh, spend a couple extra bucks to get a thousand extra entries to win that sweet ride so you're going to want to again go to enterforce e-n-r-f-o-r-c-e dot com and purchase this t-shirt and enter into the running full disclosure no purchase or payment is necessary to enter this and making a purchase or a payment will not increase the likelihood of you winning. Do you want to read the out? Yeah. So I want to say this as well. We did the, um, we did the special today with Ben Gordon, go back to rumble and watch it, go back to the conservative daily and watch the Ben Gordon deal. It's, it's actually pretty scary stuff. Daunting that a guy that had an accident at noon was stabbed in the shoulder with a drug to keep him to knock him out. He wakes up with a vent down his throat and by the grace of God, nobody gets propofol and, uh, uh, what was the other one of uh, fentanyl and morphine in a drip and wakes up. It just yeah. doesn't happen. And I think what happened is that the adrenaline just started to build and it burst and that adrenaline basically overpowered all of those things in his system. And he was able to yank the thing out, but how many other people were hurt and the, and the, and everybody's like, it's just, it, 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 it can't be true. And I will tell you, man, I've checked this guy out every which way till Sunday. And he started the conversation with Joe. I got to let you know that alcohol was involved in the accident. And he goes, and if you don't want to do it because alcohol is involved, he goes, everybody else wants to stay away from it. I go, I'm not going to stay away from it. He goes, so, you know, I was, I, 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 you know, maybe they just saw that I was just a bad guy. Go back and watch that video. He had to go back and watch it. All right, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like us, follow us on Rumble. You can find us on telegram at uh conservative daily you can find max at max j mcguire josh where can they find you on telegram telegram is at red pills tv r-e-d-p-i-l-l-s tv all one word and you can also find me at redpills.tv awesome awesome yep. awesome it's great to have you on the show today by the oh, way i appreciate it man. go ahead and give josh a follow he's got some great content he's going to go run out and do another thing tonight so maybe they can find you there as well um you can follow us live at conservative-daily.com, DLive, uh, Twitch, Frank Speech, CloudHub, um, and Rumble. You can find us at uh, on the audio version at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean. I missed one. 
Pandora. Audible Pandora. Audible Pandora. Yeah. iHeartRadio. Radio. Leave us a five-star review um, and make sure you download it. We've got a, a lot of great episodes that, that have happened over the last couple of days, a lot of great guests. Um, so we'd love to see there as well. Send it to someone who needs to hear this. The big thing about yeah. this is that we want to be able to just to spread truth. And uh, a part of this is making sure that the truth is always heard. Um, yeah. So uh, also you need to make sure that you can text freedom to 89517 so you can get our live updates when we go live every day, which is 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time and 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time as well. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman, and I am with, in studio with... Josh Reed. And my Hello. name is still Max McGuire. So. <laughs> and remember, and remember the everyone, the fight to take... You, you say it, you say it, you can and, get it. Let's see if you got and, it. And remember, the fight to take back America is not yet won, but in order to win, we must all stand together. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty close. <laughs>